Conversations with gospel artists, pastors Our faith is what got us through all the troubles and disasters Indeed we fell short, but the Lord never passed us Our belief in God is the most important factor It's the Velika B Project You're now tuned in to the Velika B Project With your host, Velika B Lover of God, founder and CEO of Set Apart and Chosen Sit back and relax and enjoy the conversation. Welcome, family. Welcome, family. It's your girl, Velika B. with the Velika B Project, and I am so excited to be here with my radio family, my podcast family, my Sell Apart and Chosen family, and my Velika B family. Guys, I'm excited about my interview today. It's with one of my good, good friends. Um, a lot of you guys know him from the prayer room. Um, his name is Brother Jarrell Smalls, and I'm not going to sit here and hold this long. I'm going to bring him on right now. What's up, my brother? Jarrell Small is in the building. Thank you Bless so much for joining me, sir. Bless you, sis. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. That's what the saints be saying. Listen, you look like it. You it, it, something popping. I don't know. Is is it the lipstick or is the the sweater? I don't know what it is, but it might, be, it might be the lipstick. Oh, I chosen cosmetic. Um, the sponsor to this here uh, broadcast on today, <laughs> chosen cosmetic by VelikaB.com. That's the sponsor. Thanks That's, for recognizing that, my brother. Like, thank you. Hey, listen, you know, I'm so prophetical. You know, um, <laughs> it was just, uh, but it, it just, it, you know, you know, it, it just jumped at you. So uh, we go ahead and start the show off right. Listen, go ahead and get yourself chosen with that lipstick right there. Be chosen, yeah. Chosen, and this lipstick, the red, is called Mic Drop, guys. So listen. We're going to have more information about that popping up all through the broadcast. But I am excited about Brother Jarrell Small being in the building. He has um, a lot of things that he have had going on and still going on. You guys may know him from the prayer room. We love, love, love the prayer room. If it wasn't a shame, I'd get him to sing, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and his latest um, hit is We Need Your Power. I, brother, like anytime your music come on, it just, it just pops, pops, pop, pop. And man, what's your inspiration? Man, honestly, man, and, and it's not to be deep or to sound super biblical, but it's, it's God, man. And especially in this season, you know, my inspiration is just to just bless people as far, as well as bless myself. You know, if I don't like it, you know, where you gonna love it. So, you know, I love it myself. You know, I love it. I, I fall in love with it. And so um, I just always ask God to just let me be unique. And that's what he's blessed me with. Amen. Amen. I appreciate that. Um, again, we got Brother um, Jarrell Smalls on here with us today. And a lot of people know you for your music. Yeah. But you have a whole ministry going on. Yes, sir. Can yes, you enlighten people about ministry? 
Well, um, I am also a licensed, ordained minister. Uh, I had my um, initial service or uh, ceremony um, in 2009, I believe it was, 2009, um, and been preaching and uh, running revivals and different things. And um, of course, uh, people see me more for the microphone as far as the singing aspect, but um, we we do believe and we understand that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so I'm just blessed, you know, to to deliver the message of Christ in different uh, formats. And so, well, while everybody knows me for the singing format, um, we um, are an, an evangelist or minister, or whatever you want to call it. I'm not stuck on titles. So, you know, I don't make people call me Minister Smalls or anything like that because I was born as Jarrell. I'm going to die as Jarrell. And so, and I've, I've learned uh, that when we get to heaven, ain't going to be no bishop, no apostles. It's just going to be you and me when we all, get to heaven oh what a day of rejoicing it will be so yeah man but outside of the singing you know i'm i'm a i'm one like uh the velika brand or the velika b brand or the uh, set apart and chosen chosen cosmetic you know i'm, I'm i love uh, being an entrepreneur i love simply making money if it don't make money i've heard it don't make sense a lot of times and so <laughs> oh, okay well nobody Hey, it's not yeah, yeah. Sense at all. People don't understand that. Yes, it doesn't make sense. It, it make don't make sense, man. And I just love, I love it not so much of just for the game to, to purchase things, but just the independence of it. You know, um, the left and the right side in the political world are so important because they have decisions to be made that can affect our lives financially. Um, to the point that it, it, it affects it emotionally. And so with with uh, being independent and just having your own way of life, you know, marketing your own brand and making your own money, um, there's a lot of times where, you know, I find myself, not that I'm not gonna vote, because I'm gonna vote, vote is very important, but I don't let those things affect me. Whether the stimulus or not come, you know, God said that he has never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging for bread. And so, um, hey, it's all good in the neighborhood here, you know. You know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I see a lot of people, I hear a lot of people complaining about um, voting or this net. But here's my thing, like, I'm going to vote as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to say who I'm voting for, but I, y'all should know who I'm voting. But anyway, not going there. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I feel still as the community, we still have to do our part as well. And we always try to put that on churches. Mm -hmm. uh, pastors are not doing this. But my question is like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Right. What are you doing in the community? Right. And right. that's the thing. Like, I'm glad you touched on about making money and stuff like that. Here's the thing. In order for a ministry, and we all, not all, all, but most of us have a ministry in us. Yes. And God sows seed in us to go out to do different things like, Thank God for what he's done for me. That's why I'm set apart and chosen. The Belika B brand is so successful because it's God. Nothing is nothing. It don't have anything to do with me. Right. Give me something to do and I take off with it. And he supply all my needs with that. And I'm just so thankful that I trust God. And even when I be thinking like, ooh, like back in that, like, ooh, Lord, you want me to do what again? Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, yeah. So, yeah, ministry is. Yeah. But definitely everybody that's listening to this broadcast, vote. 
please and thank you is very important. It's very, very important. Um, so you are originally from Charleston, South yes. Carolina. Charleston, born and raised. Born and raised Charleston, South Carolina. You were in the area where that major, um, the church shooting. Yes, right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yes. How was that? Can you kind of bring us back? What was the name of that church again? I'm sorry. Uh, the church was, um, it's called Mother Emmanuel AME Church. Um, very familiar with the church. I used to play on the steps mm-hmm. of the church. Um, it's, it's right downtown. I grew up on the uh, Ragborough Project. So it was maybe about a if five minute walk from my door to the church door. Um, and the church was an historical landmark. It was the one of the oldest churches um, in the area. Um, and uh, of course with the, um, the AME church, African um, Methodist Episcopal Church being such a large organization, a respected organization, um, it's uh, one of those things where it was just a shock. It was just unbelievable because of the time of day it happened, how it happened. Um, you know, the news, they give you uh, certain versions that they're not privy to because they're not a part of the community like I am mm. on the truth of the matter. Um and what actually happened and just knowing the people and the members of the church during that time and why the young man was able to come in because it's a church of love you know i don't care what's going on now and so they would have welcomed the bum off the street they would have welcomed anybody you know and um it's just unfortunate how you know doing what the bible says by having our arms extended open um sometime can can be a blessing and a curse at the same time. And so, man, yeah, that was, that was very traumatic. Right. Right. And, and, you know, now I think at the time when it happened, I was like, really, I, I was always into the television trying to get more information on. And it was almost like I was sitting at the, the table when they was having Bible study, because it was on a Wednesday Bible study night. Right. Yes. And I was like, when he came in, that's because I come from a small church as well. We would have done the same thing. We wouldn't even look at him differently. We would have welcomed him in, gave him love, prayed for him afterwards, hugged him, got his information. We would have done the same identical thing that that church did because that's that's church. You know what I'm saying? That's love. That's love. That's what we do. That's what we should do. Man, you know, it, what's crazy is looking at what the world is going through now with um, the racial injustice, uh, what that black church did I believe most other churches wouldn't have. They would have screened me. They would have wanted my social security number. They would have wanted to check my ID. I would have been looked upon, immediately walked in as being out of place. And so that alone um, says, you know, where we are. And, and, and my thing as the black race, and, and I'm not pulling the race car, but the struggle that we came through with slavery and different things like that, we should be the ones that that look at them like they're out of place when they walk in a service, you know, because they always had the upper hand, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we had to answer to their beat. And so for them to uh, scrutinize us when we come into their services, but then we welcome this, this young man into our service and uh, prayed for him. It wasn't until the middle of the prayer that he pulled up the gun and started shooting them. And I know this personally because, um, 
I had the honor of uh, singing and ministering at uh, two of the funeral services of the nine people that died, which was uh, Tawanza Sanders and Miss Susie Jackson. There was an aunt and nephew. He actually jumped in front of her to try to save her and protect his mom, who was also a major um, entity in my ministry who have blessed me beyond measure since that funeral. Um, the family told me uh, the song that I sang at the funeral got them through that they have been a major blessing to me that I share with you even off uh, off record. But um, I'm telling you, it's, it's, just, it's just, it was crazy, but it was also a blessing because we got taught one thing um, naturally in this time that we often heard about in the Bible, but came to reality that love trumps everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it overrides, and it overrides everything. It does. It does. Yeah. So let me ask you this, since we, um, we went back there and what year was that again? I can't remember. I think it was 2015. 2015. It was 2015 or 16. Yeah. 2015. Definitely. And I, and I like, I love to be very honest and very um, clear mm-hmm. um, about different things. And I hate asking this, like, what's the state of the church, but how do you feel like right now, as far as the church is going um, since COVID? And, and and the reason I'm asking this, <clears throat> because you remember 2000, 2000, was it 2019 last year, 2019, everybody was so excited about 2020, 2020, clear vision, <clears throat> 2020, yeah. we can see clearer now, but see, I think everybody, I don't think, I know everybody missed the point. God was clearing up some vision. And, and I'm not saying that he did this, allowed it to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But our vision was so thrown off across the world, especially inside of our churches. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Straight, the vision was off. The vision was off. <clears throat> and to be honest, I was having this conversation with one of my friends the other day. My thing is, even with the vision, I'm like, okay. Let's get together. We're going to come together as a community, come together as churches. We're going to do A, B, and C. But I think that we're still a little off somewhat, if that makes sense. Because to me, the focus is so, the focus is worse than what it has been. Happy. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. That's really good opinion. But um, I just feel like the focus is still off. Like, community-driven, we're not looking at that. You know, I deal with um, different people, um, different organizations, and my thing be all the time like they're so focused on the numbers and not the souls. If that makes sense, right? It's, it's off, right? And, and, and it's going to be off because one thing that the pandemic has taught the church was to uh, first of all get out of the church, um, and that's sad. You know, uh, we. We as the church and even people who've been in church all their lives, you know, I grew up in church all my life and that's just what it was in church. Mm-hmm. You know, we've never, never, and I'll be honest, in, in all of the ministries that I've been connected to, been a big um, ambassador of, of, of outside of the walls as it is now. You mm-hmm. know, you know, uh, we almost in the kumbaya stage of church now where it's, you know, uh, pull up and praise outside, you know, um, being around those who don't even speak the language of church. You know, uh, one of the ministries that I used to be connected to, we had, um, it was a ministry that was responsible for teaching you how to 
witness or outreach, mm -hmm. um, teaching you how to have conversations with an individual who don't speak church, mm -hmm. who don't know a hymn if you try to be deep in and, and say a line from a hymn or if you quote a scripture, they don't know that. All they know is, hey man, you're not saying, you know, that language. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to speak to everybody's beat. And that's one thing the church, the church has never been able to do. And that's why the real panic from the church was learning how to do things not the normal way. Right. And that's sad. Right. Because we should have been prepared especially in media ministries and different markets as far as uh, uh, doing the live streams and all that before this. It, you know, Bishop Jakes and all of them has been the example for years. Mm -hmm. Some of us send all of our money through watching online and through TV and different things like that. But it's not until this year that several churches has invested in a camera, yet alone being on social media, now having more members off the books yeah. than they had on the books yeah. in one, in not even a full year, because we didn't even got to December yet. You know, so in the midst of the pandemic, um, he wanted to reset the church. God, he hit the reset button. He wanted us to refocus. And it's funny how um, 2020 was a new decade mm -hmm. um, uh, that came in. And, you know, we have all these cliches um, from when the millennium started. Uh, until now, we had a we had a cliche for every year, but this year right here, um, I can't even remember what the cliche was when it first happened because only thing I can remember now is the word COVID or you know Corona or you know how many lives that we've lost. But yeah, man, I, I just believe that the church um, was too comfortable and God He allowed us. I don't believe He caused it, but He allowed us to become uncomfortable in the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah. And, and and then I think like even it was so funny last year God had gave me this this message um and it was August because it, it popped you know how it come up back on your timeline on Facebook and things yeah, like that yeah, yeah. so last year in August I got this message and, and it kept saying it just just the way it was just weighing on my heart so I, I ended up posting it and it was like um the new church has no walls where did this come from like new church has no walls so that's where God was sending me so I started building. And not even understanding what I was building, if that makes right. sense. Right. So that's why, like, I have uh, a lot of churches now that's reaching out to me to help build their online platform or get in, get past all the stuff that they don't know how to do. And I think what we messing up at um, is the not knowing. So if we don't know how, we want to kind of push back. And that's why we wasn't ready for this. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't ready for the online piece because we wanted to be comfortable inside of the church. And it's like, even my husband, he still, <clears throat> he goes to his church on Saturday because he's like one of the deacons down there and they collect money. Cause we're, it's like old school. That's his church. My, I'm in a totally different church now, but um, it's just like that old school mentality. Nothing is wrong with that. Nothing yeah. is wrong with it, but that's, that's where it is. Yep. That's where it is. So like now we just have to get in this, the, preset that things are not going back to the way it was. It's mm. not. It's no, not. This is the new normal. Church, but we're not going to be what we thought was church. It's totally different now. So yeah. our mindset have to change and have to accept where we are. And, and it's okay. Listen, my church since the pandemic, since March the 15th, has created or has gotten 224 new members. 
all across the United States, the world. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So think about it, y'all. If we get outside of our box, we can bring in new souls. That's right. That's the thing. Now, here's the thing to everybody. Not my church. My church pretty dope. Once you get these souls in there, what are we going to do with these souls? Are we just going to leave them there in the corner? Right. Right. So we got the all. It's, it's a whole strategy on how we how we get them. Once we got them in here, what we're going to do with them at that particular point. Right. I believe yeah. uh, I believe what what needs to be done is to make sure that the church of today um, and tomorrow not be the church of yesterday. Yes. Um, so that so that it shouldn't be as hard to go through if we had to face this uh, type of situation again, that it wouldn't be such a frenzy because it was just amazing how so many churches um, services stopped until they got things in place. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and, and that, that's crazy because, you know, outreach is a part of ministry that, that we've been taught that, that, that I believe I can't remember the scripture, but I believe that it, it says that, you know, our responsibility, even as members, is to go and, and, and get the people and bring them in, compel them in. Mm-hmm. And then the pastor's job is to preach to them, you know, once we bring them in. And so that we've been taught outreach from the beginning of the time, but we just never reached out. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. you know, so you know, outreach without reach is just what it is. Just, exactly. just standing there, you're, just, you're not doing anything. And so, um, I believe that God allowed us, and and and, and believe it or not, I, I've been doing a lot of um outside services, at different ministries, and um, I know a few pastors that honestly don't even want to go back in the building, they, they're, they're enjoying you know, how much of a response that they're getting wow. to doing something different. Wow. You know, you know, it's not about the doxology, which has, has always been crazy to me. Once I got old enough to be deep enough, I guess, you know, even from the doxology, I don't believe we do that right. You know, the doxology says, praise God, which starts out as a command from mm-hmm. whom all blessings flow, praise them all creatures here below. But then we sing it like it's a choir song. No, it ought to be a response to what he's saying. He's telling us to praise God. So just different things like that. And the format of church, I haven't seen since March. There's not a bunch of church announcements anymore because ain't nobody really having no services. So everything is focused on God, the word, giving him praise. Because every time we get on the lawn, it's like, oh, my God, you made it. Yeah. Yeah. You made it back. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Girl, I'm glad to see you. You made it back. Yep. Somebody yep. didn't make it back, but you made it back. And so I think, you know, that's what he wants. He's he's allowing us to cry, but cry out, giving right. him the praise he deserves. Right. right. And, and, and I'm glad you said that, too, because I know um, even with our church and a couple other church I've, I personally worked with, like in the beginning, we had online, we had a almost two hour program. And I was like, no, that's too long. <laughs> that's too long. Let's 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 step away from that two hour. Let's let's focus on the praise and worship. Of course, we have to do um <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we definitely need to ask for your tithes and offering. Um, then do another song and Get the preaching going. If you want to do any announcements, put it at the five-minute countdown. If you have a five-minute count, that's too long at times as well. But if you have a five-minute countdown, let's do it there as well. But 
that's the main thing. Like, let's shorten it. Let's just get it. Go ahead and do the meat and potatoes. Let's stop playing. Like, yes. don't bring me this little salad lady. I don't want no more salad with that nun dressing on there. Bring me some meat and potatoes. That's what I want. I want some meat and potatoes. Give me that word. That's right. And let's go. That's, that's it. And I'm telling you, it, it's to me, it's so much more effective oh, to yeah. me because I watch sometimes on different churches because what I do is go and do an audit at different churches and I watch how people, certain things come in, people fall off. <laughs> They're like, ooh, they dropping. They oh, dropping. Yeah. So let's change this whole format up. Let's, let's change the whole format up. Um, yeah. So so um, are you still able to go? Well, you're doing more outdoor churches now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can go in, but I'm doing personally outdoor because, you know, I am a COVID survivor, you yeah. know, so uh, I'm just still taking it one day at a time, just still being precautious. And, you know, everybody's doing the social distancing, but, um, you know, with what God has blessed me with and the platform that I have as an artist, the excitement level sometimes, um, you know, some people, they're so happy to see me. I say it like that. Mm-hmm. They run up on me. And so, you know, we we try to, you know, just stay safe and just be smart about it. And so, yeah, I've been doing outside service. And I've been enjoying it because it has allowed me personally to, to be a regular member, to be a, right. a regular visitor of a church, to be there, not in the capacity as an artist or, or a preacher and just really sit back and, and and eat of God um, more than I have in the past. And I'm not ashamed to say that because a lot of times, you know, if I'm not on the road, I wasn't even in church a lot, you know. I was in church, but I wasn't, you know, in church uh, being groomed as I should have been because I was on the road, you know, um, helping the church from a different capacity. And so um, it's been a blessing to me because I'm learning uh, refreshing myself to so many things that um, I can honestly say that I was missing out on being on the road and traveling, you know. Absolutely. absolutely. Guys, for the ones who are just tuning in, we have Brother Jarrell Smalls with us, gospel recording artist, minister, um, a man of God, a, a good brother that I love to death. Um, and I'm seeing this getting late into the um, the program. Um Yes. What I think we should do, I think we should do a part two. Guys, if you can come back and visit us on next week here, same time, same place. Thank and you. what we're going to do next week, we are going to talk to Brother Jarrell Smalls about COVID-19. Because he had COVID. He didn't have no play, play cold or nothing like mm-hmm. that. He had. He didn't have that. He went out there and stood on the balcony and waved at everybody. He had covid yeah. So um, we're going to talk about that next week. Um, and, I, and I just want to, I really want to talk to a survivor who really literally almost lost his life. He was pretty much gone. So next week, guys, tune in on next week. We're going to come back and talk to Brother Jarrell Smalls, his information. Um, if you would like to visit Jarrell, his um, website is www.jarrellsmalls.com. Please visit um, his site, but do me a favor. Make sure you come back um, next week, same time, same place, and we will um, definitely be back. So, Jarrell, you ready for next week, part two? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, guys. We love you. Um, The Valika B Project, we will see you on next week. God bless.
episode of the Velika B Project with your host, Velika B. Until next time we meet, be blessed. The Velika